0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Dan's co-host
1: for the day, Deanna Norris. Today, in recognition of Healthcare Food Service Workers Week, we're going to celebrate the incredible food service workers we have here
0: at Michigan Medicine. Now, before we dive into that conversation, be sure you go back and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New shows can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel, and as part of the headlines, we can review. Okay, let's turn our
1: attention to some important team members at Michigan Medicine, Patient Food and Nutrition Services. We're joined today by two of the department's leaders. So could you both introduce yourselves and explain your roles in PFANS?
2: Thanks for having us today. I'm Kristen Sisti, and I'm the Associate Director of Patient Food Service at the Adult Hospitals. So, I oversee the procurement of food, uh, food related items, the production of food, as well as the preparation and delivery of meals directly to our patients. Another really cool thing that's part of my oversight that most people wouldn't recognize or realize is that um, we do all of the food preparation for the Ypsilanti and Ann Arbor Meals on Meals programs.
3: Hello, thank you all for listening today. Uh, My name is Jessica Powers, and I'm the Associate Director of Patient Food Service. Um, I am a registered dietitian and started my time here at Michigan Medicine in 2010. Um, As an associate director, I am responsible for the oversight of the children's and women's kitchen, uh, the milk room over in the children's hospital, our centralized call center located in um, Maine main university hospital, which services both adult hospitals and the children's and women's, as well as our systems team, which is what we call them. um, And they oversee our Seaboard software that we use to provide critical services throughout our department.
0: That's great. Well, we're thrilled that both of you are here, and as Deanna mentioned, it's Healthcare Food Service Workers uh, Week, and this year's theme is A Fresh Start Together. Can you talk a little bit about how the organization is celebrating this week, and what that theme really does mean to our food service teams here at Michigan Medicine?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. The pandemic has been really tough on our teams in the kitchen, and to me, I feel like this um, theme symbolizes Um, our food service worker staff moving forward together as a team. We couldn't do what we do every day without our amazing teams behind us. Um, And during the week, we're going to be celebrating by uh, spotlighting some staff on social media, having featured stories about the department and the health system headlines, and then rounding through the department as a leadership team to personally thank all of our employees for their hard work and their dedication to the patients and the department.
1: That all sounds great. Um, can you explain to our listeners how PFANS plays into the bigger picture of patient care and patient experience at Michigan Medicine and a little more on, on the services that you provide?
3: Absolutely. Uh, so patient food and nutrition services plays an integral role in every single patient um, experience, everyone that walks through the doors here. Um, our services vary widely. We have clinical dietitians who provide nutrition, education, and therapy specialized to each patient's medical circumstances. We have call center staff who speak to anywhere from 80 to 120 patients per eight hour shift. That breaks down to about a six minute conversation sometimes. Um, They help to guide them through the meal ordering process from start to finish. Uh, We have milk room dietetic technicians who oversee breast milk prep um, for our tiniest little victors in the Children's and Women's Hospital. We have a variety of cooks, kitchen cleaners, stock keepers, food service workers, who all work together in our kitchens to prepare meals for both inpatients and outpatients across the adult hospitals at NCW, as well as the Meals on Meals participants that Kristen had mentioned earlier um, for Ann Arbor and Ipsy, Uh, plus a variety of other support staff. There's too many to name. Each one equally as critical, um, each one with direct impact on the patient experience.
0: Yeah, I love just how wide-ranging your department is, and I think that's something that people don't really fully get a grasp of until they hear from someone in the department and think about all it is that you do. Now, can you talk to uh, a little bit about how, we talked about how it fits into the patient experience, but also the organization's mission of advancing health to serve Michigan and the world. How does you know looking out for our patients' nutritional needs and things like that really help advance health?
3: Yeah, so as leaders and best, our PFINs team has worked um, really hard to become an integral part of the food and nutrition community, um, we have been at the forefront of many initiatives and are sought, sought out as a resource for other facilities. I mean, we do take pride in the education we have been able to provide, always in the hope that we you know, improve patient outcomes, regardless of whether they are a Michigan Medicine patient or not. Um, two examples that I can think of would be, first, the implementation of what we call IDDSI, which I'll explain, and our Milk Room Practicum, Um, We were one of the first facilities to implement IDDSI framework, which essentially it has been created to improve the experience of patients with dysphagia. So folks that have, you know, chewing, swallowing difficulties. Um, We at Michigan Medicine created specialized recipes from scratch um, that um, were basically compliant with the new framework. We created new naming conventions in our Seaboard software. We revised our menus all in the effort to educate these patients who um, suffer through dysphagia. We also facilitated um, a milkroom practicum, um, which is basically offering other hospitals an opportunity to see firsthand how our 24-hour milk room operates to safely store, prepare and deliver infant and pediatric feedings of mixed formulas and breast milk to inpatients. It's such a critical component of the work that we do um, in the children's hospital. Um, and then ultimately, one of our primary principles in, in terms of just advancing health in general, is to offer foods on our menu that comply with as many diet orders as feasible, which if you would believe it or not, we have 94 diet orders that we work with every day. Um, we really want our menu to be inclusive um, and also one that patients get excited about. So we're constantly striving to add a wide variety of options, ones that are delicious and as um, equally as nutritious.
0: And I love that you mentioned inclusivity. I know that there's also other projects that your team has done about making sure the menu is in a variety of languages, making sure that there's large print, you know, menus available, and even the options such as halal and kosher foods, right? Can you touch on that real quick? Absolutely. We have a wide variety available. It's funny that you
3: mentioned that we actually received a phone call yesterday from another facility who got a um, a hold of our call center directly. I don't know how they got in um, through the outside, but they wanted to know how we obtained kosher meals for the patients, because one of the the patients that they had received was a transfer from our hospital, and they wanted to be able to provide them the same quality of food. Um, so, some, that's, you know, keeping in mind the fact that we have such a diverse population within the community here in southeast uh, Michigan is really essential to us. And lots of times we draw on the experiences from our own staff members um, and their recommendations for different sorts of menu items that
1: we can incorporate such important work that you guys are doing, not only here at Michigan Medicine, but also out in the community and sharing that expertise with other health systems. So that's really wonderful. Um, What would you say is the most misunderstood aspect of the work that your teams do?
2: So it might not necessarily be the most misunderstood, but a lot of people don't realize that we're not affiliated with the cafeteria and a lot of people in the hospital kind of put us both together. Um, But outside of that, I think there's always just a general misunderstanding that hospital food isn't good. And I will tell you, we all strongly disagree with that. Um, We have really amazing teams within our kitchen um, that that worked so hard to make sure that we are doing quality, amazing food to order for our patients. Um, Most all of our soup, sauces and gravies, they're all made um, within our kitchens utilizing large batch process so that we can have fresh from scratch recipes for for our patients. I think if people came to our kitchen, they would just be shocked at how much we do that is 100% from scratch on our menus. And I would say one other
3: misconception would be that our call center staff take meal orders in the same way that you would you know, place a meal delivery through McDonald's drive-through. Um, our call center um, staff spend on average two minutes per phone call up to six minutes, um, guiding our patients through the ordering process. Oftentimes patients are on specialized diet orders, sometimes multiple diet orders on top of each other. You might have someone that has fat, sodium, and fluid restrictions at once. Um, And sometimes patients have multiple food allergies that they're trying to handle and make sure that they can find some good food items to consume. Um, So our call center staff uh, basically provide a tremendous amount of education and direction, always ensuring that the food items that are selected are ultimately ones that not only sound appealing to the patients, but also fit whatever nutrition parameters they have to work with with their diet and allergies. Um, They're oftentimes the first interaction a patient has with our department when they get through the doors here. um, And the customer service they provide is really engaging and essential.
0: Yeah, I think you could say that too about just call center reps in general, right? A lot of times they're the front door of the organization and the work they do is so important. Uh, changing gears a little bit, what would the two of you say for yourselves is the most satisfying part of the work you do?
2: So great question. I know this is totally predictable response, but I'd say hands down, it's the patient's response to our food. Um, we always like to joke within the department that we are the best part of the patient's day whenever they're here at the hospital. And we always appreciate when they give us the feedback confirming that that's the case. Um, So I've been here close to 15 years, and I'll say I still get just as excited about positive patient feedback um, now as I did on day one. Um, There's just something so satisfying knowing that the work we do has made a difference for our patients day or that the patients have enjoyed a meal so much that they want a recipe of it for, from
3: us. And I would piggyback up exactly what Kristen said. The patient satisfaction is so key. Um, but in addition to the happy patients, one of my most satisfying parts of my job is hearing feedback from patients and from other Michigan Medicine staff regarding our own PFANS employees. Um, our staff take really a tremendous amount of pride in the ability to provide great service to the patients. And when we hear of specific staff members, who go above and beyond whatever you know the situation might be. It's really wonderful to hear those stories. I mean it does make me incredibly proud to be part, part of such a great team who always is putting you know patience first.
1: So is there anything that the two of you are really excited about in regards to P fans when you think about the the months and years ahead?
2: Yeah, so one thing for my team that we are super excited about is a couple um, behind the scenes projects that we're doing um, and renovations within our kitchen. One of them, the most notable, is a renovation to our section of the kitchen that's never been touched. Um, since, the, since the hospital opened, but it's the area that we do a lot of our large batch recipe preparations. So um, our team has been able to engage with uh, a lean team here to ensure that we've got the best flow possible whenever um, we do get down to that renovation. And our staff are so excited to have new state-of-the-art equipment that's going to be a lot more ergonomically friendly for them too, because a lot of the equipment that we use for these large batches it is huge. So um, dealing with that equipment and not having it be very user friendly is, is a concern. So that's one that we're really excited about in the in the adult hospital kitchen.
3: And I'll say, I'm also really looking forward to the opening of the pavilion. I know we have a couple years yet before that happens, um, but with the opening of the pavilion, it's actually gonna offer a lot of opportunities um, for our department as a whole, just to continue our efforts to create consistency and operations across our kitchens, across the hospitals. Um, to become more efficient. Um, The opening of the pavilion will also bring us the opportunity to advance our technology within our department and implement a patient bedside ordering app. So patients will actually, um, to some extent, be able to order some of their meals online versus waiting, you know, on the phone, waiting for a call center representative. Um, um, So this is already in the planning stages within our department, but once we approach the pavilion opening, um, it'll be within arm's reach, which is really exciting for us.
0: Yeah, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Jessica and Kristen for joining us today, sharing this information. Now, for one of you, your work here isn't done yet. Jessica, you lost a lengthy staring contest with Kristen before the show. (laughs) So you'll be the one participating in the lightning round. When we ask a guest four quick fire questions, you ready to go? I'm ready. (laughs) All right, Jessica. So if you were
1: not working at Michigan Medicine, what's the one job you would love to be doing right now? I would be working at a baking company, probably baking pies all day long because
3: I love pie and I love to bake.
0: <laughs> that sounds delicious. What's your favorite kind of pie?
3: Sausage and apple, not your traditional wow. pumpkin. Yep. Yep. It's it's a very delicious combination. Everyone, I recommend everyone should try it.
0: All right. So this is funny because uh, you didn't see the script, but it seems like you did. Uh, we've talked a lot about food today. What is one food you could eat every day for the rest of your life? Queso cheese.
3: I would need some sort of dipping vessel. So some sort of chip or a
1: vegetable for it, but queso. Interesting. (laughs) All right. um, So Jessica, instead of food, let's focus for a minute on drinks. Um, Earlier this week was International Coffee Day. So if you had to choose, would you pick uh, coffee, tea or hot chocolate? Oh, that's a tough one. I would definitely have
3: to go with coffee, though. I call tea hot dirt. I just can't. It's just not (laughs) It's not something that's in my in my flavor profile so I would go with coffee. Outstanding.
0: Outstanding all right now finally the Michigan football team they finally had their first road trip of the season last weekend so that got me thinking are you into road trips and if so where's the coolest place that you've ever gone?
3: I, Kristen's smiling because she knows about some of my road trips. I <laughs> love road trips. Um, The coolest one I've been on was actually one that lasted almost three weeks and I went out west to California. I went all the way to Yosemite and camped out there for about a week and then, you know, visited a bunch of national parks along the way, stopped at a hotel here and there, and it was wonderful.
1: Thanks so much, Jessica, for participating in the lightning round and for helping the RAP celebrate Healthcare Food Service Workers Week. If you want to learn more about your PFANS colleagues and how they exemplify each of the organization's core values, check out this week's story at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
0: And while you're there, you could check out other featured stories from this week. For instance, there was important information shared during Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and all that and more at mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dan, we asked Jessica
1: about her favorite road trip that she's gone on. How about you?
0: So I love road trips. Um, and I, two of them that I've gone on uh, in my life really have stood out. Uh, Back in college, I met my brother in San Diego and we road trip from San Diego to Chicago, and we drove up along like the Pacific Coast Highway to San Francisco, um, across through uh, Lake Tahoe and then Wyoming and Denver and things like that. It's just beautiful um, out west and in the mountains. And then my wife and I uh, we road trip from Chicago to Vermont. Um, and that was a really interesting, you know, very different road trip, But the Green Mountains of Vermont were beautiful as well. What about you? Do you like going on road trips? And where have you gone?
1: Yeah, so your trips sound amazing. And um, like Jessica, I also, with my family, took about a three-week road trip out west a few years ago. So we went to the Grand Canyon and drove through the Badlands and just gorgeous country. Um, We've also taken road trips to the south, uh, been to New Orleans and Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. And then we've been out east um, to the east coast and New York and Rhode Island. Um, So now we're, we're hoping to get to the, uh, northern states and you know the Midwest and West uh, visit Wyoming and Montana, some of that Big Sky country.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I loved Wyoming. You will love that. Um, you know, when I went, I, I thought it was amazing. I'm really looking forward to hope we're hoping next year to drive through like the Badlands and and that type of area. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Now we've had episodes coming fast and furious over the past month or so. So first, I want to get a, caught up on some past winners. Congratulations to Carly Hendy and Brian Wu, who both sent in trivia answers over the past few weeks. All right, for this week's question, here's Deanna.
1: All right, this week's question is What is the name of a database now found in my chart that can help clinicians refer patients to resources for unmet social needs? Once again, what's the name of the database now found in my chart that can help clinicians refer patients to resources for unmet needs? You can find the answer in a recent headline story, and once you know it, send it to headlines
0: at med.umich.edu for your chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you to Jessica and Kristen for joining us, and thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.